I mean, if I was in a medical clinic trying to prescribe this stuff, I would be struck off, I think. Or at least I'd hope I would be. Hello and welcome to A Doctor's View, a podcast looking at everyday health topics and life through a doctor's eyes. Please note that all opinions are my own and should not replace the advice given to you by your own doctor. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Let's begin. Hello, welcome to A Doctor's View. Today I'm going to be talking about homeopathy. I'm going to discuss what homeopathy is, where it came from, and also talk about some of the arguments for it. And I'm going to give my general overview and um, thoughts on it. I'm actually going to start off with that. Um, I believe homeopathy is a complete con. It is a load of absolute rubbish and I can't believe it's allowed to be sold as anything other than um, sugar pills really. And I'm going to discuss why. So firstly, where did it come from? Well, homeopathy originated um, by its founder, Samuel Hahnemann, in the late 18th century. And this was a struggling doctor who was struggling to make a living. And he uh, performed a few experiments on himself uh, in the form of taking diluted um, substances to help cure uh, some of the symptoms that he was having. And essentially, this led to the first principle of homeopathy, which is like cures like. This is the homeopathic mantra, as it were. And so what that means is, I'll give you an example. If, for example, you are struggling with insomnia, you take uh, an ingredient that would otherwise cause insomnia, uh, for example, a caffeine based ingredient, and that will relieve your symptoms. However, it's not that simple. You have to undergo the second principle, which is called potentization. So that is the idea that diluting this active ingredient activates its curative powers. And the more dilute that um, that solution is the more potent it is so going back to the caffeine that's the principle where you're suffering from insomnia you have this extremely dilute um, solution of a caffeine based ingredient and you take that in the form of either a tablet or a solution and that will cure your insomnia i'm actually struggling to keep a straight face whilst um, recording this um now the homeopathic society they define homeopathy on their website as a holistic medicine which uses specially prepared highly diluted substances given mainly in tablet form with the aim of triggering the body's own healing mechanisms let's talk about that diluting um, aspect of things so this uh, principle, their second principle of, of potentization, takes one part of the ingredient and dilutes it in nine parts water. You can even do this at home. Let's say, yeah, let's just say you've got coffee. 
you've got a pint glass, you take one part of um, of coffee and you dilute it in nine parts of water. That gives you a concentration of one X. So one tenth of your um, one tenth of your pint glass is coffee and nine tenths of your pint glass is water. You then take that one X solution. X comes from the Roman numeral 10, um, 1 in 10. And you then dilute that further into nine parts of water. So you've then got your second pint glass, take one tenth of your initial 1x solution, put that into the um, put that into the second pint glass, and then top it up with nine parts of water. You then have a 2x solution, and so on. Now a 20x potency is like dropping an aspirin into the entire Atlantic Ocean and expecting it to cure your headache after taking a spoonful of it. I'll repeat that. So a 20x potency, so you've done this um, this diluting one-tenth and then further one-tenth and further one-tenth 20 times. A 20x potency is like dropping an aspirin into the entire Atlantic Ocean expecting it to cure your headache. And it gets worse. You, you'll see that most um, homeopathic medicines have uh, what's called a 30C um, dilution. Um, and this is extremely strong in a homeopath's um, mindset, in that the more dilute something is, the more potent it is. So let's look at the 30C, which is, you know, this, this strong stuff. The C part of that is one part ingredients and 99 parts water. So the, so the 30C mixture is one part ingredient and one million, billion, 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 billion parts of water. That is actually well below Avogadro's number, which is the number of units in one mole of any substance defined as its molecular weight in grams, which is equal to 6.0221 times 10 to 23. So essentially what we're saying is that in that 30C uh, concentration, there is essentially not a single atom of the initial ingredient left in it. Yeah, and this is being sold as medicine. Or it's being sold with the perception that this is somehow curative to the symptoms that you're taking it for. But guess what? They often say there's no side effects for homeopathic medicine. Funny that. And if you're wondering how does this work, how can, how can they possibly explain that um, this 30C concentration of this active ingredient is going to cure your symptoms? Well, apparently water has a memory. And by diluting it, you are activating the... Uh, therapeutic effects of the active ingredient and it remembers water remembers because apparently we don't yet know fully the structure of water even though i'm sure someone doing elementary chemistry will be able to tell you that water is h2o and we know quite a bit about it um yes yeah, so water has this memory of the active ingredient that you've initially put into it 
Have you ever heard a load of absolute like that before? I mean, if I was in a medical clinic trying to prescribe this stuff, I would be struck off, I think, or at least I'd hope I would be. This is just a load of rubbish. And let me sort of go into this a bit more. Going on this principle that water has this memory, um, I mean, let's look at tap water. Tap water is essentially recycled drain water, recycled toilet water. It's been purified, it's been um, cleaned, and and it becomes the safe product that we can all drink and use in, in food. And if this were true, then a glass of tap water would be this incredible homeopathic cocktail of everything that's been in it before we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves we'd we'd be cured of all sorts of things or it's just absolutely ridiculous and this is uh this is a multi-billion dollar industry i'm not talking about one or two this is five six seven billion dollars hundreds of millions of people have been conned into using this and or believe it works. And I'm going to go into that too. Why is it that these people have such strong um, admiration for homeopathic medicine? Well, let's look at what happens when you go see a homeopath. You are giving over a relatively large amount of money for a consultation. You sit down with a professional, a health professional. Um, this is a very loose term for a homeopath. Uh, and in some cases, um, actual doctors who have gone in, branched into alternative medicine and have used uh, homeopathy as their, their main branch that they're going to uh, um, go into. And you sit down and you discuss your problems and they spend a great deal of time talking to you about um, your condition. They ask you lots and lots of questions. They listen. Um, and this this consultation is not a short consultation. It lasts for a long time. You're very attentive. And this is a lovely, lovely thing. And it's something that actually in, in um, conventional medicine... I wish we could actually do more of to have if you went to your GP, for example, and you had the time to um, discuss everything in great detail and they uh, talk to you, um, you know, perhaps have a coffee whilst you do, you would feel better straight away. Just the fact you've got someone sitting there talking to you, discussing your problems and empathizing with your problems and and giving you that time of day it makes you feel special makes you feel important makes you feel truly valued as a patient and automatically this is part of the healing process it automatically makes you feel better and then on top of that if you then get prescribed something and say this will work you know come back and see me in in a couple of weeks time and we'll see how we're going with this of course you're going to feel better of course you are and like I say, I wish this this aspect of it we could take in over from from homeopathy into conventional medicine and use it for our patients. Unfortunately, the volume of patients 
that we have to see um, either in the hospital or in a GP setting and the amount of time we have to see these patients doesn't lend itself to being able to do this to such a degree we'd like to and we do our best to but it's not it's just not feasible so that I think helps explain part of it also the placebo effect is very real and homeopaths will often point to studies with animals and children showing benefits um, and how can they know the benefits of the placebo effect so therefore they've given animals and children the homeopathic medicine and they've shown an improvement well we know that the placebo effect can actually be transferred. Animals and children specifically are very in tune to their surroundings and they very much react strongly to the to the body cues of the people around them, the people that they trust. So if you have a parent who believes they are giving something to their child that's making them feel better, they start to um, produce these body cues, they, they, they chat more, they laugh more and they have a more positive vibe about them and this the child picks up on and automatically will start to feel better and this we know so if you go into these studies that um, say in, in the adult population that you can find on the homeopathic website um, they point to various studies and when you look at them you will find that not only are they quite poorly made, they are very small study samples. There was one with like 10 or 20 people in it. And you'll see that there's mixed results uh, from these clinical studies. But what is a clear trend is that when all the evidence is reviewed, the better the study, as in the larger the sample population, the um, better the, the methodology of the study the less likely there is to be any effect. And the best designed studies are actually negative. And so homeopathy, as it turns out, is no more effective than a placebo. And a placebo, by the way, for those that don't know, is an inactive treatment, be it a sugar pill or similar. And this is there out in the open you can review the literature and come up with your own decision it's it's unfortunately very easy to come up with a headline and to come up with a study that produces the results that we want to produce be it by selection bias be it by um so that that choosing the the type of people that you want in the study and through various other methods as well we can almost create what um, what we want to portray out there and you can get your headline. For example, homeopathic medicine cures this based on this study. However, thankfully, medicine, modern day medicine, um, and by that I mean conventional medicine, the things we give patients in hospitals, they rely on a very extensive peer-reviewed analysis um, of of the of the studies, they rely on um, proper clinical trials to make sure that what we're giving our patients has a benefit to them, 
over the risks that that medicine will provide. And here's the thing with homeopathy. The homeopaths will often quite proudly say, compared to conventional medicine, this has very little to no side effects. Well, of course, it's water. Of course, it's not going to have any side effects. Or it's sugar pills. And yet this is being sold as a cure. And this is just despicable, actually. I think there's been some legislation um, in America that they have to show a, a, a little disclaimer on the bottles or something like that to say that it's not actually a medicine, it's an aid or something along those lines. But even so, the fact that, you know, yes... It's a free market. You can you can sell what you want within reason and and all the rest. But it's the fact that the promise that these um, homeopaths are so willing to portray to the public, I think it can be quite dangerous, actually, because often uh, the patients that they see are really struggling. Um, they're they're struggling with a lot of a lot of things. Uh, with regards to their symptoms and they are almost willing to try anything and I see it as almost a form of exploitation you're handing over large sums of money on someone who is emotionally quite vulnerable uh, physically quite vulnerable given the fact that they've got these these problems and you're giving them the idea of a curative treatment based purely on what I can see, a 30C solution, um, of nothing but sugar or water. How is this allowed to be a practice? It's ridiculous. Now, of course, there's lots of people like me who are clearly very sceptical of homeopathy or, or I'll go even further and think it's a load of rubbish. And this has led to the homeopathic society chief executive to release a statement and he says that a willingness to compromise and see arguments from both sides give the homeopathic community a sound footing in the war of words waged by its critics so basically people like me are not willing to compromise on the argument for homeopathy like homeopaths are willing to compromise on the arguments against it. Well, of course I'm not going to compromise on my stance on homeopathy. I think it's a load of rubbish. And I've got absolutely every reason to believe it's a load of rubbish. One, you're relying on a form of diluting a substance below to the point where there's nothing of a substance left, giving it to patients, using the idea of potentization, which is from what I can see a made-up term, you're using the principle that water has memory to allow that this active ingredient to provide benefits to a patient and you're relying on very weak, in fact negligible to no evidence to say that it works. So of course I'm not going to be compromising in the arguments for homeopathy. The things I will acknowledge that homeopathy does very well is the... Um, is the consultation phase, the amount of time dedicated to the patients and the amount of care and empathy that, that uh, patients receive in a homeopath's office. I completely agree with that. I don't agree with the large sums of money that they have to hand over in order to 
gain that, however. And this actually goes relatively well with what some homeopathic practitioners are arguing. So they're arguing that carrying out randomized controlled trials is an appropriate activity for orthodox medicine, but inappropriate for homeopathy, where effectiveness should only be judged by patient satisfaction. Now, as we said before, if you are going into an office and you are speaking to a homeopath, spending lots of time and and being um, looked after and being attended to, you're going to have high patient satisfaction. But basing the um, the effectiveness of a medicine around that, this is what I find despicable. So the argument between homeopathy and conventional medicine, there's been a long time argument for it, against it. And I just wanted to give my viewpoint on it. You know, there's all these patients who will say, but it worked for me. And that's fine. It worked for you. This is anecdotal. This is completely anecdotal. You don't know why it worked for you because scientifically it does not do anything at least from a rational pragmatic point of view then there's the argument of well who cares um why or how it works as long as it works yes granted i understand what you're saying however when you're using those anecdotal um bits of evidence to then sell this brand or sell this form of treatment as um, as a mainstay of treatment and, and advocating it to patients, I think this becomes dangerous. You are potentially preventing people from seeking genuine medical help um, based on a promise, a false promise, technically, because there's no scientific evidence to back up what you're doing. And that's why I have such strong emotions towards it or strong thoughts towards it. I'm very willing to speak to a homeopath. If any homeopaths are listening, I'm very willing for you to come onto the show and be interviewed and have a have a rational, reasonable discussion about homeopathy and see if you can change my mind. Um, I'll be honest, I'm very stubborn in my um, in my viewpoint on this because I am using principles of science. I'm using principles of common sense as well. But I will be willing to have a chat and um, a civilised one at that. There is actually quite a few, um, I want to say funny, clips on uh, on YouTube, on the internet. And they show people uh, downing entire bottles of homeopathic sleeping pills uh, which have warnings on them saying in case of overdose seek uh, professional advice and of course nothing happens Um, so I think that kind of just goes to show some of the uh, potency that um, these homeopathic medicines have or rather their lack of anyway with that I will leave you and If you do have any topics you'd like me to discuss, please email me in the description uh, of this podcast and I will do my very best to answer them for you. As always, please look after yourself. I am Dr. Bolivios. Goodbye. Goodbye.